Judge Mueller, if you want to find out what real faith is and what real men and women do, just kind of skim through this book right here. But George Mueller, he said this. He discovered, listen, he discovered the endless possibilities that can be accomplished by an ordinary person who trusts in an extraordinary God when he prays. <laughs> Amen. That's you and I. We're ordinary people, but we come to the point when we come to the point that we understand that we serve an extraordinary God. That takes you and I out of the ordinary because we've hooked up to the source of the extraordinary. Glory to God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let me read this. He's He's got a quote in here I'd like to read to you, if I may. But listen to these words, because it's us. And when I hear something about me, my ears pick up. Or that God has for me. Amen? He said, what is meant by the prayer of faith? What is the significance of the passage in the Old and the New Testaments which refer to it? Were these promises limited to Bible times or have they been left to us as a legacy until Jesus returns? These questions attract a great deal of attention among believers. It did me when I began to hear some things about what believers could do and have and say. The thoughtful Christian who reads any of the wonderful promises in Scripture often pauses to ask himself, what can these words mean? Can it be that God has made these promises to me? (laughs) Do I really have permission to commit all my little concerns to God of infinite wisdom, believing that he will take charge of everything in my life and direct them according to his plan? Is prayer really transcendent? In other words, beyond your understanding, which it is. Amen. (laughs) Is prayer really transcendent power which accomplishes what no other person can? Overruling all other agencies, rendering rendering them subservient to the word of God? Are these things really possible to a believer? (laughs) Then why shouldn't I always draw near to God in full confidence that he will do as he told me he would? Glory to God. We are just not anybody. We're a band of believers. Amen who are operating in the arena, arena, arena of God himself. And our prayer life, amen, is connected to the prayer source, who is God. Hallelujah. I mean, prayer, prayer, I mean, prayer means a whole lot, don't you? Amen. Well, let me shift gears here a little bit. What could be some of the signs 
that you and I might need to look for to cause me to pray. Now, I, I saw this in a poll. And this poll listed the top 10 reasons that we ought to pray. Number 10 was, this is one reason you ought to pray. When we wonder why we need more than two services a week, you might need to pray. Number nine, when, when we pay more attention to our watch than we do the pastor. Number eight, when we're easily offended and won't forgive. Maybe you ought to pray a little more. Number seven, when we walk in pride, envy, a critical spirit, slander, bad tempers in our relationships, probably a good time to pray. Number six, when we allow strife and gossip to invade the privacy of our lives. Yeah. We probably ought to pray. Yeah. When we don't walk in love and acceptance towards others, that's number five. Number four, when we engage in sin and feel no remorse. Maybe it's time to pray. <laughs> number three says, when, no, when we no longer get excited about going to church. Probably ought to pray. Where'd it go? Did you realize God hasn't moved? Guess who did? <laughs> Number two, when we no longer have a hunger to read the life source, the Bible. Number one, the top reason in this poll <laughs> that people ought to pray is we can go for days without praying or even think about praying. Probably time to pray. Look here in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, we've heard this and heard this and heard this before. But God brings it pretty personal. Amen? He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, everybody say then. Yeah. Isn't that true that the stipulations are before he works? See, you got to connect the power source before the power source can connect with you. He says, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Folks, there are just some things you and I are going to have to do. Prayer is one of the big ones. Look here at Psalms 55, verse 17. Psalms 55, verse 17. He says, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. When is a good time to pray? Morning, noon, amen, and evening. 
Remember the old song that uh, we used to sing? Uh, uh, I think it was about old Daniel prayed every morning, noon and night. Anybody ever heard that? Okay. <laughs> but there was an old song out there. Daniel prayed. He prayed. And we know Daniel did. Every morning, every noon, and every evening. And if we do that, you know what he said? He said, he shall hear my voice. God will hear your voice. Amen. Now, he's not too busy. He said, well, I hope he catches me at one of those prayer times, morning, noon, or evening. I just hope he catches me. Well, you know, God has an all-hearing ear as well as an all-seeing eye. He heard you the first time. Amen. Just like he told Daniel when Daniel prayed. He said, I heard you the first time. He said, but I was hindered. Anybody in here ever have your prayers hindered? Sure, we all do. But we don't quit, do we? We keep going back to the power source. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus says, But I say unto you. Now, when I first got saved, I didn't like this. But Jesus said it, so I learned and developed the new man in me to love this. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Pray for people who are my enemies. Bless people who curse moi. And for those that hate you. I know this may be a surprise to everybody in the congregation, but there are some people out there that do not like you. I found that out a long time ago when I began to pastor. Oh, yeah. Yes. But I say, see, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. And if you haven't done this, I'd get into, I'd get into forgiveness real quick because it'll hinder your prayers. It'll hinder your life. It'll hinder your blessing. It'll hinder your relationship to people. But I say unto you, Jesus is saying, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Again, there's probably no person in here who someone hasn't used you for something. And that's the only reason they were your friend. That's the only reason that they did this was to use you and what you had to help them for whatever their reason was. Can you say amen? But what did he say? He said, pray for them. Amen. Pray for those. Amen. Mark 11, verse 25. We all love to read Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24 because it talks about faith. You know, have faith in God, Mark 11, 22. Well, that's good. But did you know the same faith that you have in God to receive from what God wants you to have is the same kind of faith that you can have in verse 25? And when you stand praying or kneeling, however your posture is during prayer, he said, when you stand praying, forgive. 
Amen. One of the, one of the two or three things that, that I always pray before I go to sleep, I always, I always pray, Father, I ask you to forgive me if I have displeased you or offended anyone today in any way. Because I want a clear conscience when I go to sleep. I said, I want a clear conscience so I can sleep. Amen. He said, but when you, you, underline you there, he's talking to you, ye, when ye, and this is for me too, I underline ye. When Arnold prays, amen, and when Arnold stands praying, he needs to forgive Folks, I want to encourage you as your pastor today, if there's any unforgiveness in your heart about anything, you better get rid of it today, today. Because I can tell you, unforgiveness doesn't get it with God. It doesn't. It doesn't get it. But pastor, you don't, I don't have to know anything. I just know what he said. How many believe Jesus and his word trump what you think about what he said. And when you stand praying, forgive. And if you have aught against anything, you know, I'll ask your hand, or I'll ask this question. Don't raise your hand. Anybody in here have aught against anybody? If you do, you better get rid of it. I say, get rid of it. If you have anything against me, amen. If you have, if you have aught against people with white hair, get rid of that. Get rid of it. If you have anything against anyone, come on, let's get down to brass tacks. If you have anything against anyone, please get rid of it. And when you stand praying, when you're praying, <laughs> forgive if you have aught against any. Why? Why? Why would God want you to forgive others all they've done to you, all those things that people might have against you, and you need to forgive all of that. Yeah. Je Folks, Jesus said this. I, I didn't say this. But this is what God the Father said. He said that your Father, your Father, our Father, God, amen? How many believe the word is true? How many believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross so he could bring us truth? Yes. yes, he did. He said that your father, which what? Which also is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Praise. Oh God, I'm so thankful that you forgave me and I'm going to heaven, but man, I'm so glad you're gonna have to deal with those other people that I am not gonna forgive. No, he doesn't operate that way. He doesn't operate that way and you need to get over it. Not for me, for you. That's what he said. Matthew 21, 22. Talking about prayer. How many of you believe prayers get more important all the time? <laughs> Matthew 21, 22 says, and all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, 
believing. We kind of went over that in our Sunday school lesson today. It's good to pray. But the only way that prayer is going to do you any good is if you're believing what you pray. A lot of people just pray out of mental assent. They heard somebody else say it. They heard somebody else pray it. Oh, I think I'll just pray that way. No, it won't work for you until you believe what you are praying. And all things, all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall what? Receive. Receive. Man, that's powerful. It, somebody help me with this. Is, is that saying, according to verse 22, and all things, everybody say all things. Whatsoever you shall what? Ask in prayer, believing you shall what? Receive. So isn't it good to know that anything you're asking in prayer will work for you if you what? Believe it. <laughs> now, I've heard a lot of people make fun of what I'm about to say. Because I had a guy tell me one time, he said, uh, you're one of those people who preach that you can have what you say. No, I'm not. Jesus is. <laughs> but I am one of those people. Because I'm saying what he said. Amen. You look at it. Everybody's saying all things. And all things. That takes in the whole spectrum, doesn't it? And all things, whatsoever, I like those big words, whatsoever, whomsoever, wherever, whoever, amen. In other words, that brings you and I into the picture. And all things, whatever it is you're praying about, praying for, and all things, whatsoever you, you need to underline that word, you, whatsoever things you shall ask in, in prayer. See, when you're in prayer, you need to make ready that you, you need to be ready that you are there and your receiver is turned on. Because to be able to receive, you've got to believe what you just prayed. <laughs> Look at it again. I want you to get this, folks. I want you to get this. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. One more. Look here in Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. Prayer, the power source of the church. Acts chapter 6. And uh, let, me, let me get over there and look at this with you because I want to. I think I'm going to read more than that one scripture there. But uh, Acts chapter 6, if you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn over there. Acts chapter 6. And we've, we've read this before uh, in Acts chapter 6. And uh, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll begin in verse, uh, I'm going to begin in verse 1. Acts 6, 1, it says, And in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. 
there's things that needed to be done and everything wasn't getting done. Verse three says, wherefore brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. In other words, we need to take care of these tasks that are out here that are not getting done. And what they're really saying was, we're, we're trying to do that and lead you all at the same time. Let's go on here. Then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it's not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. I, I really don't believe that it was because they were too good to serve. They were serving. I said they were serving. Amen. Folks, did you know it's not about a title? It's about a towel. A towel. We get too caught up in our titles, but it's about a towel that Jesus, Jesus used to wash the feet of the disciples. No, they weren't too good to wait tables. Verse four says, but we will give ourselves, or verse three, Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you, look, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over the business. Amen. Let's look for some people who we can trust that I can appoint over all these things that need to be taken care of. Now look here at verse four. But we, talking about disciples here who were busy doing all these other things. He says, but we will, I love this word. One translation of the word give is totally turn yourself over to it without reservation. Another translation of that is submission. Now, everybody doesn't like the word submission. It's a military term, amen? But how many of you know you can be under submission and not always agree with what's going on and still things can work. Amen. Amen. Glory to God here. Verse four. But we will give ourselves, that's what they were saying, the disciples. But we will give ourselves what? Continually. We will give ourselves, we will, we will, everything that we are, I'm going to give to prayer because I see your need. I see your need and all that needs to be accomplished. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Boy, you talk about an unbeatable uh, uh, unbeatable uh, team, prayer and the word. Or let's make it a threesome, amen? <laughs> prayer, the word, and the spirit. <laughs> I believe that'll work. In my day growing up, we had a motor uh, and we called it tri-power. Anybody ever hear of tri-power? It was a motor. It had three two-barrels on the manifold. Man, that thing would get it. If you had a car with tri-power, a lot of people are used to the four-barrel and a lot of power, but we added two more barrels. It was three two-barrels on top of the manifold, and man, you could get it. 
Well, we're operating that way today. Amen. We're operating in tri-power. Amen. Prayer, the word, amen, and the spirit. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of us this morning. Amen. Let's stand. Prayer, the power source of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Before we go any further, we uh, had a visitor come in. Brother, you want to introduce yourself? Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Bless you, Pastor Barbie. So good to have you with you. Amen. Amen. Anyone here this morning, I want to ask you this always the most important question we'll ever hear on Sunday morning. Are you here and you've never accepted Jesus? as your personal Savior. What a day to meet him yes. today among friends who don't care what you've done. Amen? Because we've been there. I said we've been there. But if you're here and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior and you'd like to pray, maybe you're here and you'd like to renew. I don't know, Pastor, hearing about prayer, I need, some, I need to pray some stuff. Hey, join the boat. You're looking at a pastor that I need to pray some stuff. Amen. Amen. Because I know that I'm a man of limits until I met this man called Jesus who tells me every day of my born-again life that there are no limits. With him. With him. Amen. Amen. Now, Tommy's already saved. He just needed to come and pray, and that's wonderful. Altar's always open to people who want to pray. Amen. But if you're here this morning and you have a need, I don't know your life. I don't go home with you. But if you have a need, and you say, Pastor, yeah, I have a need, just go ahead and raise your hand if that's you. Anybody in the congregation, bless that hand. Amen. Uh, Barbara and I always have needs. Bless that hand. Bless that hand. Amen. Our church has needs here. And thank God we can come together as a family and pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor Barbara, you want to dismiss us, sir? Yes. Let them place them on the altar to be rejoiced. Amen. Uh, 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 
that grandchild that is strung out on drugs. Grandparents, leave him on the altar. God, we thank you. We're going to praise you in advance for deliverance upon our children and grandchildren. God, we're just going to begin to rejoice right now and begin to shout the victory right now. Yes. Amen. God, we pray for the needs of this church. We pray for the pantry. We pray for the finance. We pray for the outreach. But God, most of all, we thank you that this church is still preaching the word of God. Amen. Amen. So God, as we leave this place and not your presence, go before us now. Yes. And God, we will be sure to be out of praying Hallelujah. and honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank <laughs> you.